0: Looking at our world from a theological perspective. This is the Theology Central Podcast. Making Theology Central. Good evening, everyone. It is Thursday, December the 15th, 2022. It is currently 8.46 p.m. Central Time, and I'm coming to you live from the Theology Central studio located right here in Abilene, Texas. Now, if you have the ability... Open your Bible to Matthew chapter three, Matthew chapter three. If you have have the ability to do so, if you have the, uh, the the opportunity, the ability to open up a Bible, open it to Matthew chapter three, starting in verse 13, Matthew chapter three, verse 13, I'll give you an opportunity to grab a Bible if you can. Some of you will not have the ability to do so because you're driving or you're working or you're... You're ready to go to sleep, whatever you may be doing. But if you can, open your Bible to Matthew chapter 3. Let's begin this evening in verse 13. Matthew chapter 3, verse 13. Then cometh Jesus from Galilee to Jordan unto John to be baptized of him. We have Jesus coming from Galilee to the Jordan unto John, that's who we refer to as John the Baptist, to be baptized of him. Now imagine someone reading that going, whoa, Jesus was baptized in the Jordan. That's, that's awesome. That, that's great. We know where the Jordan is. And let's say someone comes to the Jordan, like it has to be in this general vic- uh, vicinity right here. This is where he had to be baptized. Jesus was baptized right here. Now, let's say they're pretty accurate in identifying the general area where Jesus was baptized. Maybe maybe, maybe they, they are extremely accurate. Hey, it's, it's probably right here or it's within this distance that this is where Jesus came into the water and was baptized by John the Baptist. This is the spot. Now, let's say they can identify the spot. It's there. Now, I want you to honestly... And I'm going to be very careful here. Not, I want you to understand. I am asking this question. I really am interested in what you guys think. I don't want to offer really much of my opinion. So I'm really asking you at that moment when they locate it and they identify it, they mark it and they say, here it is. Right. At, at what point or, or, or what can I say? What significance is that location? At that point, other than to walk there, going, oh, that's 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 the Jordan. This is the area where Jesus was baptized. Does it have any greater significance than than this is the spot? Is that water more holy? Is that soil more holy? If you were to go into that water and get baptized, does it make your baptism better? Does it make your baptism more significant? If you, if you were to take a little bit of that water and carry it home, is that water somehow now holy? Is that water somewhat blessed? Or is it simply a geographical location where Jesus was baptized? It really has no great significance other than that. How much money would you pay to go see that? Would you pay $500, $1,000? What, 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 what significance is it that you can pinpoint where Jesus was baptized and you can go see it? How significant is that to you? I mean, I, I mean, and, and, and I'm not in any way trying to say this in a judgmental or condescending way. It's a real question. How significant is it to you? Well, it's obviously very significant to someone because $100 million is being spent to develop the site of Jesus' baptism with the aim to bring 100 million Christian pilgrims to Jordan. Someone thinks it's so significant that they're going to spend 100 million dollars developing the site where Jesus was baptized to br- and their goal is to bring in 1 million or they're going to spend 100 million to bring in 1 million if i said to bring in 100 million that that was incorrectly so let me read those numbers again this is just absolutely crazy and i just saw this news article just a few minutes ago So someone thinks the significance of this site, Jesus coming from Galilee Galilee to the Jordan to be baptized by John, that this site is so significant that they're going to spend $100 million to develop this site. And their goal is to bring in 1 million Christian pilgrims to Jordan. Again, if I said 100 million Christians, that would be incorrect. 1 million Christians. So they want to spend 100 million to bring in 1 million Christians to see the site as a tourist attraction. Now, do you think, oh, there's nothing wrong with that? Do you think that's okay? Do you think, oh, this is great, this is important? Or does it take, is it is it turning a historical site where something significant turned into, into just a tourist attraction? Now, I know that happens all the time. Look. I, I'll, I so I've got to be, I got to make sure that I, I try to balance this out and look at this from every perspective. All right. So let's, let's, I'll, I'll use myself as an example. There is a site where I think something very significant happened in history. Now, if for those who do not know, I was born and raised in the state of Texas. I was born on Texas Independence Day, which is March the 2nd. Texas declared their independence on March the second when there was a group of men inside the Alamo fighting the the Mexican army, which was uh in, the the general in charge was Santa Ana. They were fighting for their independence, they, and so the independence was declared. But they were still in the Alamo fighting for it. Of course, they never saw it because they're all killed, right? Everyone is killed. It's it's crazy. It's a it's a significant site. There's so much history there, and I love I love the story of the Alamo. I love that history. Of course. I was born and raised here in, in Texas. And if you know anything about the Texas educational system, basically you start learning about the Alamo in kindergarten. And that's all you really learn in history every year thereafter, all the way until you graduate from high school. The only thing you need to do to graduate from high school is the Alamo. Remember the Alamo. Okay. Santa Ana. Okay. They were outnumbered. Okay. You got to get it. Sam Houston. Okay. You got to just remember Colonel Travis. Okay. Draw the line in the sand. You, you just to know certain things about, you got to know certain things about the Alamo. You think I'm joking, but I'm not. Okay. That's literally all history was in Texas. We don't even like, wait, were there other states? What do you mean other states? It's just Texas. Are there other countries? What are you talking about? It's just the country of Texas. Are there other planets? No, it's just Texas. Everything is Texas. Okay. All right. I, a little bit of hyperbole, but I was, I was, blown away by the story. I was, I was just fascinated by it. Now, my mother was from San Antonio. So every year, somewhere close to what would be called spring break, and my mom would always sometimes try to sometimes take us out of school early, but she would get us to San Antonio every year, just around the time that the the siege of the Alamo would have been taking place in history, and San Antonio would really play up. Hey, this is day three of the siege. This is day Santa Ana is now here in you know this this part of of what's now San Antonio, and now he would be approaching this area. Now the Alamo is completely surrounded. Okay, and now it's day eight of of the siege, and whatever the case may be. Now Travis finds out that reinforcements are not be, are not coming. They're basically they're going their, their job is to hold the Alamo as long as they can to basically delay the Mexican army until. The, Tex, the Texas army can basically build itself up and be ready to then defeat Santa Ana as he enters into in, further into, well, the, the territory. Okay, as as you could say. All right, so won't get into all the history, but and so it was always a big deal, and I loved hearing the, them do those kind of reports on the radio. And of course, where did I go every single time? I was t- I went to the Alamo. I've been to the Alamo. So many times I've walked around it. I've, I've tried to imagine where the walls were. I know across the street right there before you get to the river walk. And that's where one of the walls were, where the barracks were. Okay. Where this was. Okay. Here. Okay. Who would have been here? Who would have possibly died here? I have been through the Alamo so many times. I love it. To me, it was always, I, 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 it was just something, I don't want to use the word sacred, but it was something special that somehow these men, I didn't quite understand all of the politics or the significance of it. I just knew that these men were outnumbered. They had to know they were going to die. And they they stood and fought for the independence of Texas, which I now live in as a kid. And I was just, I didn't understand. I, I didn't understand all of everything about it, but I was drawn to it. It felt like a special place, Right. And I wanted it to be preserved. And I'll never forget one year we pulled up. And if you're, if you're facing the Alamo to the left, if you're facing the Alamo to the left, there's a monument there, this beautiful white marble kind of uh, uh, monument statue. And someone had thrown paint all over it. And I was little and I started crying and crying and crying because I was like, how disrespectful. And again, I, I'm not sitting here saying I had everything understood and I understood it properly. I just know that I, I, I would buy a book every time I could find a book about the Alamo. It was there. So there is something that's a special place that in reality, it's just a, it's just a monument of a battle that took place. But it turned into a tourist attraction, obviously, and I supported it year after year. Not with my money, but my parents' money. Year after 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 year. After year, after year. So I, I don't want to be a hypocrite here. I say, well, look, 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 look. They're going to turn the baptismal site of Jesus into a tourist attraction? How How horrible and the concentration camps where you know 6 million Jews were were killed and exterminated and just horrific horrible things many of them where people can go and see now i think in some cases that's not really a tourist attraction i think that's more of an educational situation because you want you don't want anyone to ever forget the horrors of the holocaust you want them to be remembered by everyone everyone you want everyone to see it so i so obviously i'm not against a Tourist attraction being built around a very significant site, whether it's a site of a great tragedy, a great victory, a great historical significance. So I don't want to be hypocritical here. But there's just something in me that says, you're going to spend a $100 million to turn the baptism site of Jesus into basically a tourist attraction and hopes to bring in 1 million Christian pilgrims? Now, the Alamo... What, what what does someone gain by visiting the Alamo? Well, in many cases, you learn about what happened—the fight for Texas independence—and you fight. You learn about these men fighting for that independence, whether you agree or disagree with it. You will learn about that that period of time, uh, the 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 fight between basically the Texans and 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 the Mexican army and Mexico, and and we we could get into that. If if I visit certain Civil War sites. I'm being brought into the history of that time period. I'm learning. If I'm taking to a concentration camp, I'm learning about the the Holocaust. So there's an educational purpose. So maybe, 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 maybe you could argue what this could be an educational trip to the baptismal site of Jesus. It could be. But what Christian pilgrim, what am I going to gain as a Christian by seeing there's the water? Am I going to gain any greater insight into the baptism of Jesus? other than what i read in the i don't know i don't know see i i, I it's, there i guess there's a part of me that says it's di- because it's scripture because it's jesus it just seems like there's a part of me that says and almost like it cheapens it right like, like i know this is weird like for the alamo i don't think it cheapens it i think it shows reverence and remembrance for it but if you take things about jesus the baptism, baptismal site or wherever, and it turns into a tourist attraction, to me now, it doesn't show reverence. It seems to cheapen it. Is that is that something in my own? What do you feel about this? Well, let me read the story. Let me read the story because clearly I'm conflicted here. I'm conflicted here. So here, here's the headline again, and I apologize for, for misreading it the first time. $100 million development plan for a site of Jesus' baptism aims aims to bring 1 million Christian pilgrims to Jordan. The biblical village theme would include tent-style lodging and organic food. Now, I have an artistic rendering of the proposed pilgrim village of the baptismal development zone east of the Jordan River in Jordan. And I see that this is this, this, the artistic rendering. It looks like they want to build an entire, like, village here. I just, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Here's what they say. The site where John the Baptist is believed to have baptized Jesus could be getting a $100 million makeover as a part of a plan to draw as, million, as many as a million Christian pilgrims annually to the country of Jordan. King Abdullah and the Jordanian government are listing listening to proposals for the development of the pilgrimage vil, village of the baptismal, uh, develop, of the baptism. Development Zone, located on the east bank of the river. The plan for a tourist city on what is currently designed as the UNESCO World Heritage Site, and UNESCO, I don't know what that completely stands for, but that site, World Heritage Site, could include souvenir shops, a boutique hotels, and a, a botanical gardens. Say, so does that... Souvenir shop? Hey, I, I I saw where Jesus was baptized and I got this t-shirt. The boutique hotel, botanical gardens. Now, the baptism site already draws around 200,000 visitors every year. So the proposed development, which would be located beyond the actual area be, believed to be where Jesus was baptized, could attract up to five times as many pilgrims ahead of the celebrated 2000th year anniversary of the biblical event. The initial phase is estimated to cost about 15 million and as much as 100 million when it's completed by 2029. The number could even swell as high as 300 million dollars. Far from being a shopping mall, the project would incorporate the site's natural landscape. Uh, uh, landscape heritage in honor to an uh, honor of its historical and biblical significance, according uh, to the architect behind the development. We are talking about rustic stones and pebbles and architectural designs that preserves the place's pristine nature and ensures the sanctity and the spirituality that existed two thousand years ago are not trampled on by any development. I don't. I mean, what spirituality was there? To it was a it was a the, the muddy Jordan, right? Was, was there something, ooh, look, it's the Jordan. Was there a halo over the Jordan? I, I just, I don't know. I'm having problems here. He says, we're not talking about a high-tech landscape. Uh, located about 30 miles west of Amman, the Jordanian capital, the baptism site is best known as the location where John the Baptist declared Jesus to be the Lamb of God as depicted in the first, cha- uh, first chapter of the Gospel of John. Ah, uh, someone who chairs a nonprofit foundation created by the Jordanian government told Religion News Service the vision for the site is for a biblical village theme rather than luxury hotels and five star dining. Um, uh, hang on, the website is reloading. It drives me absolutely crazy when it does that. Um, it says here. Um, it says uh, it will. Uh, It will be a biblical village rather than luxury hotels. Uh, It will instead feature lodging and Arab-style tents and other modest accommodations that provide an authentic feeling for Christians seeking a more spiritual experience. This allows us to be in concert with the theme, yet at the same time provide housing at reasonable cost for pilgrims who want to spend spiritual time in the sacred location. Organic food and other offerings centered on the wilderness and plants mentioned in the Bible will be offered at a number of local eateries as part of the development. The Baptist World Alliance and Global Baptist Coalition has been named as one of the nine faith organizations to build a welcome outpost at the future site. The first phrase phase is expected to be completed in 2023. Not unlike other religious sites in the Middle East, the Eastern Bank of Jordan isn't without controversy. While the UNESCO has officially designated it as a World Heritage Site, scholars have said it's not clear whether the exact location falls on the Jordanian or the Israeli side of the river, which has long been the source of tourism dispute between the two countries. The UN Cultural Agency declared that most Christian churches believe the Jordanian side to be the location of Jesus' baptism by John as found in Matthew 3, And other passages, according to the Associated Press. The Jordanian side has also received the backing of Roman Catholics, Greek Orthodox, and Lutherans, and three popes have visited since 2000. And then that's the end of the article. Now, most of the comments underneath this are pretty, are pretty negative. More money-making off Jesus. This is a really dumb idea, Waste of money, with so many people dying of hunger, there are better ways to spend this money. Now, that's always the go-to on everything. Anytime anybody spends money on anything, well, there's people starving to death. Now, I agree there's people starving to death, and I wish it would fix the problem, but if you've learned anything in history, we've raised bazillions of dollars to try to stop starvation and people continue to starve, so that, that, that there's other issues in play there, but, and it's just, it's always funny when, when someone else spends money over here, then we say they, they could be spending that money to feed the hungry. But how much of the money you have are you using to feed the hungry? So it's it's just I don't know if those arguments are very valid, but you can see that there's a negative pushback here. So what are your thoughts? I, I tried to balance this out by saying, I, I look, I, I've, I love tourist sites that mark historical significant areas. I mean, I mean, I, I my my parents, we were not rich. But my parents were absolutely committed and i mean oh, probably ninety nine point nine percent of my vacations other than going to New mexico and mexico uh New mexico to the uh uh cliff dwellings where there were uh, uh, Native American tribes who made their dwellings in the and in, in, inside the cliffs awesome place to go loved it fascinating to see where they they lived in these basically in these cliffs it was amazing um And then going to Mexico for just different things. Nothing really of any major historical significance. We usually just went down there to do some shopping. But so 99.9% of all my vacations, and we went every year, was historical sites in the state of Texas. Anything that had a historical significance other than caves. We went to caves and historical sites caves historical sites caves historical sites so i think i've been to every significant historical site in the state of texas 15 times in my life all right so i and and i loved them i loved them because i thought oh there there, there was history here so am i a hypocrite if i'm like man i don't like the tourist attraction thing that we do with significant places mentioned in the bible like, I don't really like it. I, I don't, I'm not a big fan of, like I've, there, there was a, t- early on in my Christian life, I was like, I must go to Jerusalem. I must see where it happened. And then as I got older in my Christian life, I'm like, well, first people's like, oh, I went to where the resurrection occurred. I'm like, All right, wait, which, which there's different sites where supposedly, so which one did you go to? Like, because it's not always agreed upon, right? So like, there's, <laughs> there's there's always that issue like, well, who said that that's the site? Because in almost in many cases, there's much dispute. Are we sure that's where it took place? Even here? Well, was it on the Jordanian side? Which which side was, Are the Israeli side, which side was it on where Jesus supposedly got baptized? Like where, where was it? But hey, as long as we can mark a spot, we can build it up, boom, then we have a business. Now, is it, is am I being too am I being not fair there? Do you think it's worth someone spending a hundred, maybe up to three hundred million dollars to basically build a Bible village around a supposed site where Jesus was baptized? That that's that's I guess question number. One. Do you think it's worth that three hundred million dollar investment? But here's the thing. I guess I have to ask you: How much money would you spend to go see it? I just don't know what makes it more spiritual. I don't know what makes it more spiritual. is the ground more spiritual is the air more spiritual? is the water more spiritual now there there are certain places I'm trying to think i, I i'm 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 just hang on i don't I'm not pausing because I'm forgetting. I'm pausing because I'm thinking here. I'm trying to think of all my years of reading and studying the Bible. There's probably certain passages of scripture. I I can't think of one immediately that maybe I could have a better understanding if I could actually see this area. But then the question would be, does the area today look anything like it did at that time when, when those biblical events occurred? Could I really get an accurate in other words, seeing it today, it, it probably doesn't look anything like it did at that time because it places, areas change. So would I, would I even be getting an accurate, would I be able to look at that and go, oh, now I understand the text or would I actually get an inaccurate understanding of the text because I'm basing it on what I see today and not what was happening at that particular time? I just don't know. Biblical tourism, I guess that's the real question today or tonight. What do you think about biblical tourism? Now, I, I've got uh, people, people in my church have been to Jerusalem. They really loved it. They, 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 and I do like hearing some of the stories of what they saw. I do. I think I think I did ask them the question. Hey, we went, uh, I can't remember which site they went to. I'm like, which one did you go to? And they're like, well, that one. I'm like, no, but what about the other site where people claim it? That's where it took place because, because I always have a tendency to do that. But there are certain things about their visit that I do think is interesting. And sometimes you've heard me in a sermon make a reference. Well, wait, when you were there, what did you see? Because I do find it interesting that they were there. So there has to be certain aspects about being in Jerusalem and that area that would be fascinating because it is history. Just feels odd. Hey, step right up, buy your ticket. We're going to be doing another tour in the next hour of where Jesus was crucified. Hey, step right up and get your ticket. And the next hour, we'll be doing another tour where the resurrection took place. Hey, step right up, get your ticket. And the next hour, we'll be seeing where Jesus was in great agony and prayer in the garden. Hey, step right up. This is where, you know what I'm saying? Like, this, this is, this is where the day of Pentecost occurred. Occur. This is where the, you know, the, uh, the, the day of Pentecost occurred and the Holy Spirit fell on them. And this is possibly the upper, or where, wherever the tourist attraction is. Hey, here's where Jesus was baptized. Hey, this is where he preached the Sermon on the Mount. You know and, and I hear it on Christian radio all the time we'll be going to Jerusalem we'll be going to the, to the na- we'll be going to Israel um, next spring uh, register now for the tour it' was only one thousand and two hundred dollars if, and if you sign up now it'll be 999 dollars and Christian's like boom give him my money I've got to go see it. I don't know does that does that cheapen it? I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. I'm conflicted. See, when when I first saw the article, I'm like, wait, they're spending $100 million to develop the baptism site of Jesus so they can get a million Christians? What kind of nonsense is that? so I got ready to just turn on the microphone and go full-blown just being negative. But then I thought, well, wait a minute, I don't want to be a hypocrite here. Because all these other historical sites I've gone to basically are tourist attractions. Right? So, these are just historical sites that's turning into a tourist attraction. But it deals with Jesus. It deals with with something more sacred. I would love to get your feedback. Newsif at yahoo.com. Newsif at yahoo.com. That's News. IF at yahoo.com. I really, 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 really would love to get your feedback on this because uh, I, mean, I I don't know if there's, I don't, I can't, say, I don't think there there's a right. I don't think, it, I don't think we can be dogmatic about this. I think this would have to, a lot to do with Christian liberty and, and what other, and how people feel about certain things. I don't think it would be, you know, I don't think it's fair. I mean, yeah, it's a money-making scheme. I mean, you're not going to spend a hundred million to three hundred million to develop a site and your goal is not to make serious cash back. I mean, clearly, I mean, you're, you're clear. Someone's going to make bank on it. Someone's going to make money on it. So I, I, I don't think it's, I don't think it's wrong to say this is a money-making scheme. Obviously, you're not going to invest three hundred, up to possibly three hundred million dollars to get Christians to come see the site. I mean, Clearly, I I don't think it's wrong to say that. But then the question is, well, is it wrong to, in a sense, build a business around this sacred areas, wherever they may be, you know, Calvary, you know, uh, the tomb, wherever you, you place and you spend the money to build up around it, because these places people already visit. Is it inherently wrong to turn it into kind of a tourist attraction if people are going there and learning? And seeing, and it, and it and it has some. But the, my my fear is, are we at, now? This is a theological question. Are we attaching something spiritual just to a geof- geographical location? The Church of the Nat- Nativity, where, where you know where Jesus is supposedly born. I mean, all of these places. They're they're. It's big money in some of those areas. Because whether it's Calvary, Golgotha, the garden, where he preached the Sermon on the Mount, where he was born, where he was buried, those sites were not to be drawn to the site. We're to be drawn to the person who was present on those sites. And that person is now at the right hand of God the Father. And we learn about him in his word. I don't know. I don't know. See, am I over-spiritualizing it? Your thoughts are always appreciated. News, if at yahoo.com. News, if at yahoo.com. Thank you for listening. Everyone have a wonderful night. God bless.